0: What's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael, and we're going to be talking conference realignment today. It's a pretty big topic on Twitter, if anybody was paying attention. Uh, Pat Ford of Sports Illustrated, he suggested a new format, which basically would have 10, 12 team leagues across the country. It would be really regionally based, uh, would essentially keep all of the major rivalries intact, everything like that. Uh, pretty intriguing. So at first, I'm just going to kind of go over uh, what jumped out to me, what leagues I think would be interesting. And then I'm going to kind of go over the Rocky Mountain Conference, which is uh, the proposed league that CSU would be in. I would go over that. I'm going to go over that in a little bit more detail uh, later in the episode, but I always love talking realignment because it's just like the the great what if. You know, it reminds me of back when everybody was lobbying so hard for CSU to make the Big 12. And, you know, I was obviously a big part of that conversation. I I really wanted CSU to make a strong push for the Power Five. Ultimately, they tried to. It, it didn't work out with the Big 12 opting not to expand. But at some point in the next, oh, I don't know, decade or so, I do think that realignment is inevitable. I'm not sure it's going to be quite so grand scale like this where it essentially like wipes out all of the traditional conferences as we know them. But I do think some type of some type of change down the line is will come especially just with the college football playoff holding so much more weight now than it used to. It's just really made you know, I don't want to say it's made the rest of the season obsolete because I'm a big college football guy. I love to follow the whole process and I think if the only reason that you're watching college football is in hopes that you're going to win championships, you're going to basically be pretty disappointed the vast majority of the time, unless you're, you know, like a fan of one of the major programs. And even then it's all cyclical, but I don't know. I just think with everything with the playoff holding so much more weight now, I just think at some point we are going to see some type of change. You're going to see, you know, smaller leagues, like the big 12, uh Pac-12 at least compared to the Big 10 and SEC I think you'll see them try and make a push some of the bigger schools in there especially if you know like the SEC and Big 10 continue to just like dominate the playoff on a yearly basis you know if you're a program like Oklahoma you know I know they've actually made the playoff a couple of times and just kind of gotten boat raced but you know if you're like Oklahoma or let's say Texas figures it out at some point down the line and you just see You know, we don't really have a chance of of competing with the SEC or the Big Ten, at least not consistently. I mean, right now those two leagues are just so far above everyone else. It's it's really not even like fair. It's almost at a detriment to those teams to an extent. Obviously, it's interesting, it makes for good matchups, but also, you know, those programs kind of cannibalize each other. So You know, we'll get into that and more in a little bit. First, though, I got to talk about Breckenridge and the 15-can sampler, which is obviously just the best bet for variety. Those that have been listening to the podcast since day one, y'all know I'm a Breck guy through and through. Love my local beers, love my local options, but Breck is just, they're just a cut above everybody else. I mean, the Avalanche Ale on a hot day, just chilling in the backyard. Maybe you're under a shady tree listening to some tunes. Doesn't get any better than that, but the nice thing about the 15-can sampler is you you can appease everybody. You can have a little bit of Strawberry Sky, you can have some Hot Peak IPA. It's not gonna be a situation where you know you invite somebody over and they're like, oh, I don't like IPAs really much. Well, that's okay, try this Strawberry Sky, you know, this strawberry-based Kolsch. Oh, I don't really like fruity beers, that's okay. Try this Avalanche Ale, classic, original, straight to the point. It's, it's great, because you just have a little bit of everything for somebody, Shout out to Breck. You can get that delivered via Davidson's. There are two locations, one in Centennial, one in Highlands Ranch. You can also check it out on Drizzly or use the Breck Beer Locator, which will tell you the closest liquor store near you with Breckenridge Brews. This is just so, so clutch because it takes all the inconvenience out of beer shopping. All right, like I said, for most of this podcast, we're basically gonna be focusing on college football, specifically conference realignment. But very briefly, I did wanna talk about the CSU volleyball schedule, which came out on Friday. Uh, most of you, if you're on Twitter or Facebook, whatever, you probably saw it at this point. Uh, but a very, very ambitious schedule for Tom Hilbert and the Rams. Starts by hosting USC and Ole Miss. So awesome. So, so awesome. Just makes you think like, man, I hope the fans can be there. I know it's doesn't seem like that's really going to happen, but it's just kind of disappointing because that would absolutely be you know a sellout under most normal conditions and that's part of what makes csu volleyball so special is just you know year in and year out the type of support they get from the community And this it would have been no different you know it would have been like when michigan came to town or or any oklahoma any of those really you know premier matchups that they played over the last half decade or so this would have been another opportunity so that's kind of a bummer but either way uh, this is a quote from tom hilbert in the press release It's an ambitious schedule. It's going to be an educational for us as a program. Our players will approach this the right way. We have a good group, a smart group. In total, uh, features seven matches against six Power 5 programs, including a Home and Home with Colorado, which is an award that was introduced last year. Or (laughs) a Home and Home with Colorado. They will be playing for the Golden Spike, which was an award that was introduced last year. I think it's fun that they play at home and home. I kind of wish basketball would do that. I understand uh, why they don't. I don't think they could ever get bolder to agree to that. But I do think it's a lot of fun that volleyball plays the home and home. Gives both fans a chance to get involved. Because let's be honest, you know, especially for the more passive volleyball fans, rivalry games, power five matchups, big stuff like that. Like That's the stuff you're excited for. That's the type of stuff that gets butts in the seats. Anything you can do to increase that, I'm all for it. One brief change uh, for the Mountain West was scheduling this year. They did have to alter some things to try and cut down costs and uh, travel. So instead of doing a traditional schedule, what they're going to be doing is having them play on Friday and Saturdays, playing back-to-back matchups against six teams on the schedule. So CSU, they will play, you know, they'll play a Friday night matchup against Fresno State, then they play them again on Saturday. They're going to play Fresno State, UNLV, and Air Force at home. On the road, they're going to get San Jose State, Wyoming, and Nevada. Obviously, that's kind of a bummer that you have to play Wyoming on the road twice instead of getting one of those at home. But, you know, as Tom Hilbert addressed, as it was mentioned in the press release, you know, there were a lot of different models kicked around. He says this one can be good. It did save him some money. Uh, He, you know, specifically, he did mention that he doesn't like that they have to play Wyoming twice he wishes they could have split that up but if you look at the number of home matches everybody gets it it works out it's really going to test people's ability to prepare and adjust and you know we could end up with some wonky results because of it traditionally you know CSU Wyoming a couple other schools kind of just run away with the league it's not very strong as a whole maybe with this new weird scheduling system we're gonna you know end up with some some fun results or something who knows uh, I'll still, you know, I'll still count on Hilbert and the Rams to run things until proven otherwise. But who knows? Maybe maybe this will shake things up a little bit. All right, cool 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 cool. Let's just jump right into this conference realignment talk. I'm not going to like actually go over every single league. I think it would get kind of excessive for me to, you know, sit here and read 120 team names and, and talk about every single A league in depth one I would just get sick of it and I think you would get sick of it too but two I I don't know about some of those teams so what would the point be Uh, but basically the uh, the big changes I would say the conferences that would be most negatively impacted by this as I mentioned briefly before would be the Big Ten and the SEC only in a sense that right now they just kind of dominate the national attention because they're just kind of like the super leagues. But I do think by splitting up some of the talent, it could benefit some programs in the league as well. You know, I, I'm not sure that this new, this proposed version of realignment would benefit, you know, programs like, you know, Ohio state, Michigan, even like Alabama or LSU, maybe a little bit, cause they wouldn't have to play such a gauntlet in the sec, but I do think it would benefit some of the some of the good programs that are, you know, near the top but not quite at that elite level someone like, you know, a Wisconsin for example, not having to play such an intense schedule every year because I do think that, you know, on any given year Wisconsin is more or less good enough to compete with just about everyone in the country. You know, you see it, they go toe to toe with everyone in their league but just, you know, having to survive all of those teams on a yearly basis is pretty brutal. If it was, you know, a situation like the Great Midwest Conference, which is what they would be proposed in in, in this newer realignment, maybe maybe Wisconsin's able to, to go a little bit further on a yearly basis. I don't know. They're kind of just like a, a random example I'm throwing out. But the, the Great Midwest would be Central Michigan, Eastern Michigan, Iowa, Iowa State, Kansas State, Kansas, Minnesota, Missouri. Nebraska, North Dakota State, Western Michigan, and Wisconsin. Talk about fun, man. You get some of the good teams from the MAC. You get some programs like Minnesota, Wisconsin from the Big Ten, who would obviously be the big favorites. But I think, you know, a, a league like that from top to bottom, pretty well rounded, pretty intriguing. Obviously, getting North Dakota State in the mix is super fun. I think North Dakota State's probably more. Yeah, better suited, I guess, to be in a league currently like the Mountain West. I'm not sure they would be able to, you know, compete with with a Wisconsin, a Minnesota program like that in Iowa, at least on a yearly basis. Maybe they steal one every now and then. I'm sure they'd be able to handle, you know, Kansas and Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan, those types of schools. Along with the great Midwest, uh, I would say the leagues that are the most interesting to me individually, like my personal interests, obviously the Rocky Mountain, and we're going to talk about that the most. I I think the Deep South would be kind of interesting. That's UCF, Florida Atlantic, uh, Florida International, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, Georgia Tech, the U, South Florida, and UAB. You know, I think Georgia, Florida State, Probably going to run away with that as a whole, but I do think it would be fun to get like a UCF out there and see. You know, can they can they compete with the Florida's, the Florida states of the world consistently? We always have to hear about them talking about how they don't get any respect. Everybody sees their fans on Twitter. I mean, if you mention, if you say UCF in a in a negative statement, I think three UCF fans will appear in your mirror. But I don't know. I, I just think it would be interesting to see them. In that region, and plus just with all the talent, obviously, that comes out of Florida, Georgia, that whole region, you'd get a lot of guys that are familiar with each other. The storylines would be intriguing. I would watch it. That's all I'm saying. I would watch it. Potentially my favorite league out of this, though, would probably be the Southwest. Uh, basically, the Big 12 uh, currently. Not exactly, because it would have Baylor, Oklahoma, SMU, TCU, Texas, A&M, Tech, Tulsa, Rice, the University of Houston, and North Texas as well. Now, you know, Rice, North Texas, they're just going to get steamrolled. But I'm, I'm all for Houston, Oklahoma, that type of stuff. I feel very similarly about Houston as I kind of feel about UCF. I feel like they talk a lot of big game and, you know, don't necessarily always back it up. I mean, they had that one you know run back in gosh what like 2014 2015 where they were pretty sick and they and they've had some competitive years in between but as a whole i, I don't know i just feel like Houston kind of kind of props their chest up a lot and doesn't really do a whole lot i don't i don't know. maybe that's me being a hater not trying to be but something about Houston just kind of rubs me the wrong way Houston and UCF i don't know i don't know what it maybe it's cuz i'm just a mountain west guy through and through I'm loyal to this league. I've followed it forever. I think it's the best non-power five league in terms of year in year out product, competition, all of that stuff. I don't know. But that, that's just my thoughts. I, I think the it would be a fun league. You get a lot of regional matchups. same same, you know, same thing I talked about with the Deep South and everything with Florida would also apply to Texas and all these programs. You keep the Red Rival Red River rivalry. You keep Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, all that. Texas, Texas Tech. Uh, you do you get Texas versus Texas AM back, which obviously is has been lost since AM went to the SEC. I just think it would be a, a lot of fun. There, there'd still be no defense played uh, in this version of the Big 12 somehow. But I think that's just kind of destiny. You know, there's there's not supposed to be defense in the Big 12. That's just that's just not how it works. And it's not how it's ever gonna work. <laughs> But uh let's let's talk about the Rocky Mountain Conference obviously which is I think the one that would be the most intriguing to the most of you obviously given that this is a CSU Rams podcast. Uh before we jump into that I do got to talk about DraftKings Sportsbook. These days, the sports landscape is constantly evolving, and this week is no different. Luckily for all of us sports fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us all covered. For a limited time, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. You heard me right, $1,000. This week, a great week to get involved because it's full of action. From golf to European soccer, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. That's not all. Head to the app now. Check out all the special odds and promotions that will be available throughout the week to help you make it rain. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the US, so you know that it's safe, secure, reliable. Plus, it's super easy to deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want. Don't have to worry about it like some of those other sketchy sites. Like we said, right now, DraftKings is offering their best sign-up offer to date. You're not going to want to miss this. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. That's right, DNVR to get your sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Woo! Speaking of DraftKings, your boy took a beating on the UFC event last weekend. Placed five bets, lost every single one of them. Now, you know I don't ever go big money, so it's not like I lost my shirt or anything like that. But man, over five. Gotta avoid those parlays, man. They always tempt me. They're always so tempting. And I got lucky the week before I hit two of them. And so I was feeling cocky, and that's when it'll get you. Luckily, though, still broke even for the weekend. Shout out to Destin Johnson. Came in clutch for me. So clutch. I'm not a big golf guy. I watch it um, just kind of passively. You know, I follow it every year. I always know, like, who's at the top, that type of stuff. But I don't sit down and watch golf for, like, four straight days. I will, if it's a major, you know, I'll watch Saturday and Sunday, stuff like that. But, hey, nothing else is on, so. Might as well get into golf. I even watched some NASCAR guys. I don't even know who I am anymore. Watching golf, watching NASCAR. yeah <laughs> uh, 2020. 2020. All right, uh, let's let's get right back into the conference realignment talk here and and talk a little bit more in-depth about the Rocky Mountain Conference, which is of course the proposed, the opposed league that CSU, CU, and Air Force would all be in, as well as Wyoming. Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Utah State, Brigham Young, Boise State, New Mexico, and UNLV. So basically, uh, the exact same alignment I suggested about six weeks ago, plus Boise State and UNLV. You take all the regional teams that make sense Utah, Arizona, Colorado, you know, all that makes sense. New Mexico obviously being right on the border. And then you also keep Boise State and UNLV. Which I like, you know. It, I was I was thinking ten teams more in case of uh, in case schools weren't able to fly, and and they still, you know, potentially I guess couldn't at some point depending on how this all plays out in the next couple of months. But more or less, I think like if if we were going off of a a traditional you know expansion talk, not just because of COVID, I think keeping UNLV and Boise State. It'd be a pretty, it'd be a good move. I can't stand the the blue turf that Boise State plays on, even though it's their thing. But, you know, they're, they're obviously really competitive. They're a great national name. They bring brand recognition to the conference, all of that stuff. And then you have somebody, you know, that can that can compete with some of these other programs that would be coming out of the the Pac-12, because that's obviously the, the big concern with any type of realignment, at least featuring these specific teams. Is that you know someone like Utah or you know maybe Arizona State would just run away with the league, uh, given their advantage in resources, established all of that kind of stuff. But I'm just I'm not sure that you know I, I do think Utah would be a heavy favorite in 2020, but I'm not so sure that you know over the next five to ten years that they would like dominate this this version of the league any more than you know say Boise State has has currently dominated the the Mountain West. So. You know, who cares? There's there's always a front runner. There's always gonna be somebody that's projected to win. With these 12 teams, I think from top to bottom you would have a pretty competitive league. I mean, even look at what New Mexico's doing right now. They've got a top 75 recruiting class. It's gonna be, you know, a couple of years, they've got to prove it. UNLV, you get to keep the Raiders stadium. I don't know. I, I like this version. Specifically with CSU, I think it's definitely a better. You know, I think this conference is better than the current iteration of the Mountain West. You would you'd lose Fresno State, San Diego State, Nevada, Hawaii, and and San Jose State. San Jose State actually basically isn't even D one because they aren't included in any of the leagues in this version of expansion or realignment. I guess would be the more accurate way to phrase it. But I don't I don't think you're losing any sleep over any of those programs. Kind of a bummer to lose San Diego State, uh, especially with everything that they do from a football. I mean, from a basketball perspective, but it's kind of no secret that football kind of rules all when it comes to these type of decisions. Unless you're, you know, a blue blood in basketball, there are some programs on the East Coast that base their decisions on basketball. But at least out here, it basically seems to all be based around football, specifically, especially with the Mountain (laughs) West. I just, I just think that most schools in this situation would benefit you know the Pac-12 probably not as strong as a whole in this version but it makes a lot of sense regionally obviously to have just a bunch of California schools plus Nevada and Hawaii you know it's intriguing i would still watch it it's San Diego State Fresno it's not like they're pushovers they could go and they could compete with Cal they could compete with UCLA they you know they've done it we've seen we've seen San Diego State B schools like that in the last couple of years Fresno as well uh, for CU, though, you know, you get to keep, or CSU, you get to keep that game against CU, but now it's a conference game. It matters that much more. It stays on the schedule every year if it's a league game. That's a bonus. Uh, you get BYU. You get to bring that back all of the years that you had those exciting, you know, CSU-BYU games. I always come back to that 2008 game, and I know I'm a youngster. You know, some, some of the older Ram fans are probably listening, and they're like, you don't even know. What you missed, you know, with some of those CSU BYU games of, gosh, I mean, you could really go back to like the 60s, 70s, but especially the 90s, early 2000, but I always just think of that shootout, and, and the Rams lost it in OT, but such an incredible game. Garchell Johnson, Chet's bumping Joey Porter in the end zone, just classic. I don't know. I, I just want BYU back. I think it would be fun. BYU doesn't get along with Utah. They don't get along with Wyoming. They don't get along with anyone. And and they obviously bring some national recognition as well, and and for BYU, I, I'm not so sure that it wouldn't be a big move. You know, we heard when we had Lance Crystal on, he talked about how everything he's heard from BYU BYU's people is that their higher ups, you know, they want to be in a league, they want to get in somewhere like the Big Twelve, the Pac Twelve, because being independent just hasn't worked out quite like they thought it would. It doesn't, you know, if you're BYU, you don't hold the same weight that like Notre Dame does. So for them, I think it's it's better I think it's better for CSU. All the arguments you use for in favor of CSU also apply to, you know, Wyoming, especially New Mexico. You know, they they do nothing but gain in this scenario. I'm not even sure New Mexico should be in it just given how terrible they've been, but regionally it obviously makes sense. Arizona and Arizona State, I guess probably the current Pac-12 would be better for them just from you know, like a recruiting perspective, because you get to you get to recruit California really heavily based on the fact that you come back and play so many games there. In this version of the league, they would probably have to change some things, but you know they they would be able to adjust eventually. And I'm not sure it would necessarily be the end of the world because, as we see, anyways, you know Utah State, Boise State, CSU, other other schools, they have no issues recruiting California. So I, I don't think it would be the end of the world, even for Arizona or Arizona State the big thing the the biggest thing i should say that i like about this proposed realignment is that it would just be great for the fans you know there's a ton of rivalries involved here just looking at csu obviously you have the rocky mountain showdown you get to keep the border war air force csu some people argue whether that's actually a rivalry or not but it's local so i would say it is on top of that air force and colorado would play more frequently i think it was a lot of fun when they played uh, last year in Boulder. Obviously, Air Force with the big upset. You get BYU-Utah. Uh, BYU-Wyoming, as I mentioned. Utah State versus Utah. That becomes a conference game now. So that becomes a yearly ordeal. Arizona State, Arizona. And and you also have the potential to create some new rivalries on top of that. I mentioned Air Force and Colorado. I think it would be fun to see, see you and Boise State play. I don't really know if that would like form a rivalry, but I guess just from like a CSU perspective I'd like to see the Buffs have to play Boise State and likewise a uh, BYU and Boise State have had some great games over the years going back to you know when Boise first joined the conference I don't know I just I think it would be a lot of fun the the what the biggest the biggest argument I guess against it right now is that it would be kind of top heavy but I just don't think it I don't think it would be so top heavy that it would be Unentertaining. I just really don't. I think all of these schools would make things interesting. I think over time, basically anybody can could compete. I think CSU could, you know, reasonably win a league like this. Not maybe not in twenty twenty. I don't know. Maybe, but I, I I don't see any reason why it couldn't work. I guess one question I would have, I suppose, would be, you know, how do you split up the divisions? You know, would it all be regional based? I mean, it's the league would be regional itself, but would you put you know, like all the Colorado teams on one side, all the Utah teams on another side, are you trying to like break it up and have it be, you know, like, I don't know, like Arizona, Boise, Colorado, UNLV, UNM, Utah on one side. And then you would put, I guess I would leave Air Force, uh, Arizona State, CSU, BYU, Utah State, and Wyoming on the other side. I do think you would want to keep CSU and Wyoming on the same side of the division, Although I guess if they were on the opposite sides, you could still have them play every year. And then you have the potential of them meeting in the conference championship game. That could be fun. And, and you could do the same thing with CSU or CU, I guess. Split them up. Do the same thing with Utah State and Utah. Do like a rivalry week where they where you have all the rivals play. You make sure that those happen every year. Just do like a like a nine-game league slate, kind of like what the Pac-12 does. So you would play, you know, the other five teams in your division, plus Three teams from the other side as well. Math is hard. Four teams. Oh, man. Can't believe I just messed that up on a on this podcast. <laughs> oh. I just, I think it would be fun, man. You know, like I said, UNLV and, and UNM at the bottom are kind of dragging, but at least with UNLV, they bring Vegas to the table. You get the Raiders' shiny new stadium. You know, maybe they're able to turn things around from a football perspective moving forward. On top of that you can host all of your league events there, you know, media days, the Mountain West basketball tournament, you could do the conference championship game there for football. There's a lot of options. I just think it would be a lot of fun. I know some of you guys have already had these type of debates on Twitter, but you know, if you listen to this podcast and you agree with anything I said, you disagree with anything I said, you just have some thoughts on on realignment in general. Uh, feel free to comment directly on the site, comment on Apple, tweet at me at Justin T. Michael or at DNVR Rams, all that fun stuff. Please make sure that you uh, subscribe, rate, share all of that stuff. Thank you to everybody that consistently supports our content. Y'all y'all make my dreams come true. I, <laughs> I, I, I sometimes get too corny with this type of stuff, but it always just amazes me that you guys you know stick with me through all this and i really do appreciate it you know it means the world to me that y'all you know take part of your day and spend it listening to me it's it's amazing so i love you guys stay safe out there wash your hands wear a mask do it so that we can get sports back it's the only way it's gonna happen but uh you know take care of your mentals take care of your chickens peace